0: This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Alexis Hornbuckle. Alexis, how's it going?
1: Going well, man. Thanks for
0: having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Uh, Let's just go back in time. How did you first get involved playing basketball?
1: Uh, my dad coached, my brother played, my uncles coached, my cousins played, so I grew up in the gym, and when I was about two years old, I started dribbling, like working on ball handling and stuff, and never really looked back, but ironically, that wasn't even my first love, but that's really how it started and led into being, playing on organized sports at four years old.
0: So, what was your first love?
1: My first love was soccer, man.
0: Oh, word? Did you play yeah, soccer in high school?
1: Yeah, I got Renee to play soccer in high school too. One year. <laughs> so, so, yeah.
0: so, was there a point where you had to take basketball more serious than soccer? Like in high school, were you like? Well, yeah,
1: up? obviously. I grew up playing travel basketball and travel soccer. Then there came a point where you can't do two different travel sports because they're practically year-round. So, obviously, around like eight, around like nine or ten years old, I'm like, hey, like I'm actually pretty good at this game. It's fun. And that's
0: where all my focus went. So were you, were you like disappointed that you are better at basketball than soccer?
1: No, I had scholarships in soccer too, so it's not oh, good. Oh, <laughs> all
0: right. You were a baller.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. I took out.
0: After- there, there you go,
1: man.
0: Oh, all right. I didn't, I didn't even know that. So that's crazy. Um, So then, yeah, how did you, so I, I know you were like the number one player in the, in the nation too. So how did you, uh, how, what was your recruiting process like in like, how did you ultimately pick uh, Tennessee?
1: Um, the recruiting process was crazy. I'm talking about trash bags. I'm going trash bags full of letters from people, every college, you know, all throughout the, the nation. And so I really had my, my pick at any, any school I wanted to go to, to be honest. Um, Tennessee caught my eye in the 90s when they had the HBO special about the Cinderella dance. Basically, it was their comeback season after losing 10 games in the regular season. And coming back and winning a national championship, and it was a scenario in there where, I guess the girls missed curfew or you know didn't do something they were supposed to do. Pat put trash cans on all four of the corners of the court and ran them till people threw up in all four trash cans. Ugh. <laughs> and I'm like, Yo, Dad, I want to go there. Like I'm just crazy. Like I need, I need that. I need that. I love it. And I was hooked since like sixth grade. So. You know, Tennessee really chose me. They just didn't know it.
0: Oh, word. Uh, what about – but was there any, like – was there, like, a final three or no?
1: Yeah, I went to Duke on an official visit. Um, they were up there and possibly um, Georgia because my one of my best friends, at Tasha Humphreys, um, also McDonald's All-American and All-Star standout. And we were going to go either to Duke or Georgia. I'm like, nah, I really go to Tennessee and Georgia, especially in the SEC. And, you know, UConn was always a possibility because it's UConn, but the more that I bled orange, the less I could even look at UConn as an option. I feel like I was betraying Tennessee. (laughs) So really it was – I knew I was going to the University of Tennessee the moment they sent that first little questionnaire thing, you know, that starts in the beginning of recruiting, and then you start to get, you know, calls, emails, letters, um, and whatnot. So
0: that's how that went for me. Well I got to ask them. did you did you visit UConn?
1: I did not. Only school I visited on an official visit was Duke. I went to mm-hmm. UNC unofficial, Virginia unofficial. Um that was about it. Oh, ten- oh I went to uh, Tennessee of course on an official what?
0: And then what about like you yeah. being from you being from West Virginia, which is a smaller state uh like what what was was it like surprising to you since you were from a smaller state?
1: Yeah, but no because <laughs> it's like uh, we, my dad always did a great job coaching wise and building an organization that forced everyone on our team to grow. Literally every player that I played with in AAU when I graduated, we all went to college on scholarship. And it's just like we are bought into the process. so I expected big things because I put in big time work. Yeah. and that's how I was raised. like you put in the work, you're going to get you're gonna get the outcome that you desire and my desire was Tennessee. so I made sure to put in the work.
0: Yeah, definitely. And going back to the soccer question, I got to ask, did, like, did you, you didn't take any visits for those or like, did someone try to sway you to play soccer? Uh, uh,
1: Nah, man, I'm not going to play two sports in college. Like, I was still, I was a little wild. Man, no, I need my social time. Um, I would work out actually my best friend was the goalkeeper. So we would do each other's workouts, like switch workouts and train together she would go to the gym with me sometimes or a lot of times I go to the field with her a lot of times so I was always around it doing something playing dabbling in it all throughout college but no nah, playing man that's like two different pre that's two different conditioning no nah, absolutely not that's dope that,
0: that I mean that's dope though because I didn't know like because like I didn't I mean when you said it and then I didn't know that you were that good at it too so that's dope but uh what, what was just like your overall experience like at Tennessee
1: Oh man, it was awesome. I mean, I honestly I wish I could go back now and like really watch it and, and take it all in. Cause you know, when you're living it, especially, you know, 18 to 21-year-old kid, you don't take it all in. Well, I didn't anyway. So it, it was a blessing. I mean, I was challenged every day in the classroom. I was challenged, especially in the weight room, in the training room, even with our trainer on Corporate Coach Summit. So It was a unique experience. I think the best thing that ever happened to me was when I broke my wrist my sophomore year because I got to step back and see everything from the player and coach's perspective. And it it kind of brought my relationship with Coach Summit uh, closer. And that's what really kick-started that vibe that we began to build. Because I came in clashing heads, man.
0: The last two seasons you won the, the, the championship um, so what, what, were, what were the which actually which one which one was sweeter, the first one or the second one?
1: The first one, because it was the first one, you know. <laughs> you also the got first to go out, though,
0: on the uh, as a champion,
1: yeah. No, actually, we had to stay in and and celebrate because obviously everybody's not 21, number one. But number two, we had the draft the very next day, it's not how it is oh, now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that next morning, we were we had to be up by like six, seven in the morning. Like we had uh, ESPN interviews with the with the starting five, and then straight from there, go back to the hotel, get your stuff that you bring into the draft drive. It was about an hour and a half away, and then you're at the draft that. Then you go back to Knoxville. You land in Knoxville. You got a freaking parade and all types of stuff. So my yeah. first one was the best because it was. But in terms of celebrating, I would have to say. Oh now nah, it was 07. No lie. 07 was a classic. The, the party was crazy. The, <laughs> the, the wind was crazy. Everything was wild. And plus 08, I had to go straight to Detroit. So we didn't really get to soak that in.
0: Yeah, that's so it was so draft day was literally the day after.
1: Yeah, it used to be like that. I don't know why they organized it like that, but yep. Yeah.
0: Wow. So uh, did they even have um? Were, were you wait? So were you present? Did they have like the draft like in person? Were you there? In person,
1: yep. In person draft me, my mom, my dad, my brother, uh, a few of my cousins, my sister.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know I'm all up. I'm all messed up because you know this year and stuff is, there's no drafts anyways, but. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so what – What? yeah, that. I mean, that's a whirlwind of stuff. So what was it like just to get drafted uh, fourth overall by the Shock?
1: It was amazing um, just to be in that, you know, top five. I would have loved to have been in the top three, fell one short. Um, but, yeah, I think Detroit was the perfect fit for me, to be honest. I mean, being with Bill and Rick and Cheryl Reese, I mean, Bill and Rick and themselves, the bad boys, like, you can't, you can't not – and hard. And that's my, that's my whole vibe anyway. Like, I'm going 110 the minute I step on the court. And I like how they push me, challenge me every day. But also, like, listen, you're going to do it our way or you're going to sit down. So that's the similar structure that I came up in as far as my dad coached me. Then him handing me to Coach Summit. Then, you know, from Coach Summit to Coach Bill, it was the perfect situation. I was excited. And I have family in Detroit, so I'm more than excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the coaches that you had are all like legendary: Pat Summitt, Bill and Bear, uh, Cheryl Reed. Would you think that like helped you in your career a lot? Like just having great coaches?
1: Absolutely, because they make you they make you they make you do more than just play the game. They make you think the game, learn the game, read the game, understand the game, study the game, and so that way you're always manning as a student of the game. So the more you're learning, the more you're going to learn to do and implement into your game. Or be able to stop, you know, if it's a defensive uh, session. But it, it makes you grow past your position or past your game. You're seeing everybody. You're you're seeing how to help your teammates more. Um, just the interactions, talking to them before and after practice. They just kept it real um, as far as what needed to be worked on to gain more playing time. Who who
0: who was the toughest to play for?
1: The toughest, Coach Summit. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. Yeah, very intense, lady. Especially if it's just one of them days, like you can't breathe right, blink right. Like it's it's one of them, like you're you're just walking on eggshells. It gets bad in there, PG. It gets bad.
0: (laughs) Um, what about like how do you how do you feel about like uh, Bill and Barry, like as a ex uh, former NBA player, just like working in WNBA?
1: I think it's awesome. I mean, I think it's amazing. Uh, to be able to bring his skill set and talent over there to, I mean, over to our side, but he does a great job of coaching the women's. I mean, he has a proven track record of that. Uh, He's pretty much been successful or, you know, winning championships or competing for championships, you know, almost his entire career on the WNBA side. Uh, But I will also say this, obviously there's a lot of qualified former WNBA players that could also be leading these women. And that would, to me, say a lot about the Title Nine, for one, the progression and advancement of women in the workplace. But I'm not going to take away from what Bill does on that side because he did a great job, and I enjoy winning, you know, the championship with him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I think Vicki Johnson just got named by – I'm not sure if she was – did she play in the WNBA?
1: Yeah, VJ was cold. You are crazy, man. <laughs> she's, she's older though, so I'm gonna let you slide on that. But I'm young here. How are you? I'm twenty.
0: I'm twenty-eight. Oh yeah, you ain't
1: even 30
0: thirty yet,
1: man. Yeah, VJ was cold. Like that's that's a big deal right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that it, she did. It got a lot of uh, news. So that was that was dope. I mean, I think just in the past, even I would say like two years, the WNBA grew like just grew substantially. Especially yeah, like finally. during the pandemic. Like I think there's more yeah. eyes on it. There's more eyes around the WNBA. Yeah, yeah, then, they were
1: kind of, but I will take
0: it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, weird scenario, but whatever. Um, yeah, and then I, I think you said that I think you might be the only player to win, uh, only women's player to win the national championship and then the WNBA championship back to back.
1: Yeah,
0: or the same year. Yeah, I guess, yeah. that that yeah. was uh,
1: that was pretty awesome. We were competing against Candace, so it was like I was competing yeah. against my Lady Ball sister for the championship. After just playing side by side for another championship.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And then um did you go overseas your first season? Yeah. What I played you?
1: all I played eleven.
0: 11- did you did you win anything that year, like two
1: thousand eight? No, I didn't
0: actually. I did. <laughs> at a at a CV- yeah, like, you, know, you know, there's not much, there's, you know, there's not that much uh, information on the overseas career. Oh
1: uh, yeah, no. If I had that track back, trust me, it'd have been public news because i do not really sure. That's that crazy, though.
0: And then, yeah, what was it? I know you. So you played for the Detroit Shock, and then they had to move to Tulsa. What, what, what was that like?
1: Mixed emotions. Uh, you know, I'm not one to sugarcoat. So I will say the basketball part of it, I did not like besides that, you know, we went over with about five of us from the shock. So as far as that, but the coaching situation, um, he just, he had no clue about WNBA and women's basketball. Like he didn't even know who the Olympians were in the league. Like we don't scouting reports and he don't know that. And then he's trying to do 40 minutes of hell with women 21 to 40, nobody's doing that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, the front office, the the city, the neighborhood, that was like red carpet treatment because we were the only professional team in Tulsa. Um, they got semi-pro baseball and stuff like that, but um, arena football, but no professional, no other professional sport, obviously Oklahoma uh, City Thunders in Oklahoma, so I mean Oklahoma City, so. That part I love, just the basketball part. Like, that's when I was like, I need to be traded. I told my agent I can't do this no more. So right before that last little trade deadline, uh, worked worked out where I got back with uh, Coach Cheryl Reeves in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, and then uh, you were at, you were part of the the start of their dynasty, and uh, you won the championship again in 2011. Um, how how was that experience?
1: That experience was good. I mean, it was different than my 08, because my 08, I was actually, you know, averaging 20-plus minutes. Like, I was playing mm-hmm. in that Minnesota win, and I was really riding the pine, man. Like, it was politics involved and stuff, and I'm not that patient, uh, and at that time, I wasn't even that knowledgeable about how to play the politi- the game of politics and, and still, you know, kind of get what I want business-wise out of it. Um, so that part kind of sucked but overall being a part of something that was the beginning, you know, like, yo, I won a, uh, a freaking championship side by side with Simone Augustus, mm-hmm. who I looked up to, you know what I'm saying? Watched her film. Shoot, she even got me on YouTube, highlights, shaking the shit out of me off a spin move bucket, embarrassing me. But um, to me, she's, you know, she's a legend. Um, and so being able to do that, and knowing that they now have what, like four or five mm-hmm. uh, championships, and to know I was, you know, a part of the start was—that's an amazing feeling.
0: Yeah, actually, I—I I didn't even see this till now. Um, you got to play in the Pan and Pan Am Games, also. Um, so, what, what was it like to just represent the USA?
1: Man, that was great. We were in Brazil. Coach uh, Don Staley was the coach. So, I, man, I used to have Don Staley on my wall as a kid growing up. So. That was, that was an amazing experience, a humbling experience. That was my first time out of the country, really. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to experience a different culture, you know, a different atmosphere, and also be able to play against um, women from all over the world. Man, I met people from all different sports, from boxers to, you know, track jumpers, uh, I mean, all types of things. So that's something that I, I'm i definitely happy I got to be a part of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I know uh, previously I asked you uh, if I could see your rings, but you don't have any on you. And so, you, yeah. do you? you have that gold? You have that gold medal though, or not? Nah? Uh I
1: do. Sometimes I put it up. So,
0: how many? How many? While you're looking, how many? How many rings do you have total? Like, I know obviously like the the main championship ones, but like you got the uh, three,
1: three SCCs, Um Three SCCs Two NCAA, two WNBA, and then overseas, man. I don't know, multiple ones. I didn't really count those. Yeah, I don't know if y'all can. I might have to take my background off. Can you see it? Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. And on the back it's is just it real gold. Outfit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's yeah. dope. I guess I can always uh, plan this if the times get rough. Um, <laughs> No, nah, I'm kidding. I would never do that. But um, yeah, that was that was that was a fun experience. I was out there with Angel McCutry, uh, Matee Ajavon, Candice uh no, wait, was Candace out there? Yeah, I believe CP, yeah, CP was there, Candace Wiggins, Candace Parker, Tasha Humphreys. Um Yeah, we were just out there having a good old time.
0: Tell me a little bit about just like your overseas career. I know it's uh there's always wild stories over there, but like what just list like the countries you played in.
1: Uh Turkey, um, are you talking like that I played for or that I played in like we were over there? Oh, yeah, training no, no, no like
0: teams, you, yeah, teams you played for. I mean,
1: I played for. Okay. So, um, Turkey, Finland, Israel, uh, Puerto Rico, Jordan, Dubai. Um,
0: Dubai? What was that like?
1: Man, I love living in Dubai. <laughs> it was a poor over there. They have like shorter seasons. And, oh, four months of love. Um, Yeah. The city we stayed in was – or the city I played in was called Sharjah. So, that's about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes um, from actual downtown Dubai. But, yeah, that was love. And I think – I think that was it because I was – I played, like, four or five different seasons in Israel.
0: I was about Uh, to say, I heard heard Israel was dope.
1: That's my favorite place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's definitely one of my favorite like it's just beautiful. You're surrounded by water and beaches and history, uh great food, nice people. It's just smooth get around. Like I, I just like it a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um are you ready for the average of savage questions? They're gonna they're gonna uh they're just like more like fun questions.
1: Of course I'm ready. Man, i stay ready. Let's go. Watch me be like, oh I went ready. All right, well <laughs> all right,
0: what, what was uh what was the worst, what was the worst country that you, you lived in?
1: The worst country I lived in. Um, ooh, oh, good question. I'd say Finland. It's just so dark and cold. Like <laughs> it's so. It's like two hours of sunlight.
0: I gotcha. What about who, who? was your favorite player growing up? I think you kind of mentioned it.
1: Um. Well, I had a few, but like my favorite, favorite take the cake. Cynthia Cooper.
0: Huh. Right. What about what about NBA? Did you have one?
1: Of course, Jordan, The whole Chicago junk. Like yeah. Jordan and uh, Rodman, they were like I I was hooked onto them. I tried to take little pieces of all their games, but I'm big on defense, so I was always really watching Scotty a little more.
0: Yeah, what did you think of the Last Dance?
1: Oh, I thought it was dope. It was a little, it was raw. It was I wanted more. Like nah, it's, it's so much more than this. But oh, they could have made it like we were a million hours. A- yeah, of course. They could have ran him for every series. But just to see his, his attitude, how he functions, and then you see mama mentality and how that, you know, kind of escalated, elevated, uh, and, and was passed on. Like that was just dope. Cause I used to think I was crazy. That's how I was to practice, man. Like cussing teammates out, challenging them, ready to fight, everything. Like so, so I love it. But if you're like-minded, it don't affect you, it pushes you, with you know what I'm saying. Me and Renee used to be at each other's throats in practice.
0: I think I think the the dope thing about Rodman too, like it showed younger kids that like if you play defense, like it doesn't matter if you're if if you score basically, like if you're getting 20 rebounds and zero, yeah, like he was getting 20 rebounds and like five points.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and getting four to five fouls every game, but yeah. he's also that player that's going to do somebody's mental game. Yeah, you always need a Rodman on your team.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think they have yeah, they have a thirty for thirty. I don't think I watched this yet, but I definitely got to check that one out too. What about? I
1: watched uh, it yet. Yeah, definitely
0: check that. Out. You oh, you saw it?
1: Yeah, check that out.
0: Uh, what about what's what's what, what's uh what's something uh, people don't know about you?
1: Some people don't know. I love music. Like, um, <laughs> I think growing up, I probably had lessons on. I don't know how many different instruments. Drums, piano, guitar, saxophone, Um, never really stuck with me because I grew up like, oh, you play music, like you're a nerd. Now I think it's like the coolest thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I missed out on an opportunity to be multi-talented. But my mother sang, Uh, still does. She toured overseas singing in a gospel group. Um, So grew up in a church. My brother plays the drums. I just, I love music, like all types of genres. Everything from jazz to classical. You know, hip the hip hop, rap, R and B, gospel, all that. What's
0: your What's your favorite song right now?
1: My favorite song right now, probably. Um, what is it? CJ Whoopty? I just like this one part. His-
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got a good question. Then based off that, because somebody I saw somebody's like story, and they're like, uh, they think he's gonna be like a one hit wonder.
1: And he might be, and I, <laughs> that might just be my right now, but. Some of that joint, just listening to the words to me, I don't know. It was uh, entertain, entertaining for sure.
0: Yeah. What about what, why, do you, why did you wear a 14?
1: Why not my brother? My brother wore 14. My sister wore 22. So if you notice, like throughout my playing career, I try to be the 14, 22.
0: I gotcha. Well, what? All right. So then why'd they wear it, those numbers <laughs> or how'd they pick them? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good question. That's a I, I don't know. I have my brother that and my sister. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was just like you know, I just felt like you know, my sister didn't, um, she played in college, but she didn't go past that. My brother played in college at NAI, um, but he didn't complete his college. So, like being the first one to graduate, you know, having that opportunity to get drafted into the pros, I just felt like I'm just always going to continue to represent them because they've helped me so much along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's dope. Um, yeah. And I know you got a lot, a lot of stuff going on now. You're on multiple podcasts, some podcasts. I still don't even know what you're on. You're on, I see a different one every day. Um, but yeah. Th- like just tell the people what you're doing now.
1: <laughs> I was like, dang, what else you got going on? Well, one is behind me, retired athletes for radical unity. Uh, we do a podcast. I mean, actually that's a broadcast. uh partnering with WYTV seven in Charlotte uh, where my partner and I, Matt Gersberg it's the 14 and 41 unity show and basically it's it's just we live in a time now where racism is in the forefront of a lot of things and social injustices and so people who play sports who are entertainers who you know are great at marketing like if you can get yourself out there and you're doing the right thing for the right reason you'll people will see that they'll find you you know it's not it doesn't start off that way but obviously once you the groundwork where people will find you so that's you know we've um, interviewed former olympians we've interviewed former pro players in multiple sports basketball football uh boxing um man you name it but that's one got my podcast the collective unfiltered every monday night at seven um after every lady ball game <laughs> we do one buck and 2mc show where i team up with the with the well-known author and writer and sports fanatic in Knoxville, and we do a post game Lady Ball podcast stream live after every single game. Um, and then anything else you see me on, the ball, that's probably I was just guest on it, to yeah. be
0: honest. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then last one: it ha- has there any has there been any like crazy fan like pull up on you before?
1: Not pull up on it. I did have a little scary guy from jail writing me, and it got a little out of hand. I had to inform, you know, all the right people, coaches and managers and all that. And he was just talking about how we was going to be together when he got out. There was two things wrong with that. Bro, I don't know you. And number two, I'm gay. I don't want that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait. How did he know you? Well, oh, he just knew you from like, basketball?
1: In college, I don't know. But definitely not nobody in jail I've never met.
0: <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty funny and strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty That's a robo. No, the that, show to no talk that was about? good. No, that was good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the people know where they can follow you at?
1: Absolutely. Um, y'all can find me at AlexisHornBuckle.com. You can find me on Instagram at Buck1422. Twitter, HornBuckle14. Uh, Facebook, just Google Alexis Hornbuckle um, or you can also look it up Buck1422. Make sure y'all follow me, like me, show support, hate it or love it. I want feedback. So, Paul, thank you for allowing me to use your platform today, man. It's been fun.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it.